In the Führer bunker, Hitler married Eva Braun and his generals toasted the thousand-year Reich. But the writing was on the wall. This phrase speaks of the doom that gate-crashes the dinner party. The original party pooping happened in Babylon to King Belshazzar. In all probability, here in Daniel chapter 5, the invading Medes were upon the Babylonians, and so the royal family decided to enjoy life while they could, eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. Instead of turning to the Lord of Israel, whose temple furnishings lay in the palace, they decided to use the Lord's things to have one last hurrah. Daniel 5 from verse 1. King Belshazzar gave a great banquet for a thousand of his nobles and drank wine with them. While Belshazzar was drinking his wine, he gave orders to bring in the gold and silver goblets that Nebuchadnezzar, his father, had taken from the temple in Jerusalem, so that the king and his nobles, his wives and his concubines might drink from them. So they brought in the gold goblets that had been taken from the temple of God in Jerusalem. And the king and his nobles, his wives and his concubines drank from them. As they drank their wine, they praised the gods of gold and silver, of bronze, iron, wood and stone. Suddenly, the fingers of a human hand appeared and wrote on the plaster of the wall near the lampstand in the royal palace. The king watched the hand as it wrote. His face turned pale and he was so frightened that his knees knocked together and his legs gave way. So here's another famous phrase, knees knocking. That too comes from Daniel chapter 5. But what is it that turns a mighty king into a quivering, knee-knocking wreck? Well, even before he reads this writing on the wall, he understands that judgment has gatecrashed the party. Yesterday we saw how Daniel was needed to come into the king and interpret the dream that King Nebuchadnezzar had in Daniel chapter 2. Well now, once again, the king needs an interpretation for the writing that is on the wall. So who does he turn to? He turns to Daniel, this spirit-filled servant who has the wisdom of God in order to interpret the things that God is saying. When Daniel arrives, he tells Belshazzar the story of his father. It could just be a name for his ancestor. It could be a great father, a grandfather or a great-grandfather. But Daniel tells the story of Nebuchadnezzar from Daniel chapter 4. Nebuchadnezzar had humbled himself before the Most High God and had acknowledged that God reigns through the lowliest of men. That's Daniel chapter 4 and verse 17. The lowliest of men is perhaps my favorite title for Christ. And it's a title given to him in Daniel chapter 4. But that's what Belshazzar's forefather, Nebuchadnezzar, came to see. The Most High reigns through Christ, the lowliest of men. In contrast, Belshazzar has exalted himself. He despises the Most High and his Christ, and therefore there can be only judgment. And so Daniel translates the writing in verses uh, five, uh, rather 25 and following. He says, this is the, is the inscription that has been written, Belshazzar. Mene, mene, tekel, parson. This is what these words mean. Mene, God has numbered the days of your reign and brought it to an end. Tekel, you have been weighed on the scales and found wanting. Another famous phrase, found wanting. And then thirdly, Perez, your kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and Persians. Uh, these three words, they're all units of currency. A mene or a mina, a minor, uh, means counted. 
A tekel or a shekel means weighed. And half a mina is a perez, and therefore it carries the idea of sort of divided. It's half, it's, it's split. And these words to Belshazzar are words to all those who would scoff at the judgment of the Most High and his servant king. Our days are numbered. Our lives are found wanting in the scales of God's justice and judgment will fall. For Belshazzar and for those at his table, it was too late. The writing was on the wall. His was the tragic case of a king lifting himself up in arrogance. Yet chapter 5 ends with Daniel being clothed in scarlet and made ruler. The exalted king is struck down. The humble servant is raised to honor. As that judgment fell, the question was this, who do you stand with? Do you raise a glass to the reigning king and do you try to distract yourself from the inevitable? Do you say, eat, drink and be merry for tomorrow we die? Or do you stand with the spirit-filled servant? The future does not belong to the king of this age. The writing is on the wall for the whole race of Adam. It is condemned already in the words of John 3 verse 18. Do you worry? that you're not invited to the right parties, that you're not in with the in crowd? Does it worry you that everyone else seems to be living it up in a carefree way? Remember, the writing is on the wall for this old dying age. Don't think that you're missing out. The future belongs to Christ, the lowliest of men, and it belongs to all who belong to him. Mm -hmm.